The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Welcome to B-Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And today we are going to be reviewing the, I don't know the year of the film, but... Uh, uh, 84. 84? No, 94. Uh, 94. I was about to say, man, that was nice for 84, but shitty for 94. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, There's a window in there where it would have been okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the 1994 film, Shrunken Heads, and also... um. We are going to be talking the novel Jackpot by uh, David Bernstein, Shane McKenzie, Adam Caesar or Cesare, and Christopher Rufty. I think we messed up his name last time we had a book of his. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I know the uh, we and, talked and about the, all of that. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, I'm pretty sure that he told us how we were supposed to pronounce it on Twitter. It, yeah, I don't know. I heard him on uh, the horror show with Brian Keene, and he said that he says it's Caesar, even though everyone else says it's Cesare. So I mean, anyway. that, that looks like Caesar. Yeah, I don't, I don't know enough about uh, you know the Latin. <laughs> well, the different spellings and and how it would be done. But yeah, anyway. So yeah, that's what we're covering. So and uh, just side note. Uh, Adam Caesar Cesare, um, he's one of our only five star reviews uh, as far as books go. Yeah, like there's not too many, so stakes are high on this one. <laughs> <laughs> only for us, like I guarantee nobody no else one cares. Yeah. But before we get into any of that, what's new with you? Um, I saw Alien Covenant. How is it? Okay, so uh, no, no, that wasn't like my answer. That was just like <laughs> yeah. my s- start of a statement. Um, it was okay. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been getting a lot of mixed reviews. Like if you go on IMDb and look at the reviews people left there, it's either ones and twos or nines and tens. Yeah. And that's it. Okay, so... Uh, I really liked it. I'm in that camp because I know there's a lot of people who are pissed off because it's like adding to the alien mythos and explaining things or trying to. Yeah. And that seems to be upsetting a lot of people. Um, I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't care that they're explaining it. It's actually interesting to me. Yeah. So, yeah. That's it. I mean, um, like, what specifically does it, it it take a like? Does it pick up where Prometheus left off? Sorta. It picks up like ten years after Prometheus. So, um, what's his face is still the same character, right? He actually plays two characters in this one. <laughs> Either of them the same character? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, that would uh, be he, just crazy. Like, what kind of he? He's still he's still David. Mm-hmm. Um, his character from Prometheus. But the the Covenant, the new ship, also has one of those androids on it, because they all do, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so he plays another one named Walter. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the Covenant lands on the same ship, or the same planet that uh, David and Dr. Shaw landed on after prometheus yeah and then uh hijinks ensue basically (laughs) Um, (laughs) well no no it's like what's pissing everybody off is it's kind of making it look like david might have created the xenomorphs yeah 
And that's and pissing people off. They want them to have a rich history full of. No, they want them to stay mister mysterious. No, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I can definitely see that. I, it annoys me whenever things are over explained, but at the same time, like, okay, you don't want it explained. Don't watch it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Although if, if you, you do don't know like the way it goes, just ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. But it, at, at, at that point, whatever you've been thinking, like that, uh, you know, the origins are once they're locked into stone, it's harder to ignore. And like, cause you're just like, Oh man, like it should have been like this, but it wasn't, you know? Like, yeah. But at the same time, who cares? These like, uh, even the biggest alien fan has to admit that there's some sort of uh, franchise cheapening over the AVP series. Even if what? you like them kind of like, uh, you know, Friday the 13th's awesome. Jason X, also awesome. Still cheapened <laughs> it. Like, you know. It's I think, just... if anything, Jason X brought it back to his former glory. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, have you seen anything for It Comes at Night? Oh, I just watched the trailer recently. That looks good. Like, yeah, it looks so, like, I don't know what's going on. Do you? Like, I've seen three different spots for it, and I still don't really know what's going on. Just keep the damn door closed. Uh oh, the door's open. <laughs> yeah, know? basically. Yeah. Um, the I don't know. It, it feels like it might be some sort of actual monster movie, or not. Yeah. Like it feels like it could also be like Tin Cloverfield Lane, sort of set out to be, mm-hmm. where you don't know if there's actually something wrong. Yeah. You know, yeah, I could see so. that. No, and and for I don't know, you liked Ten Cloverfield Lane, right? Oh yeah. Uh, the ending didn't ruin it for you. No. See, I really, really wish that it hadn't. You know that John Goodman was just crazy. To me, it would have been such a better movie. But <laughs> that kind of goes into our last conversation. Once it's set in stone. Your expectations don't matter. Well, also, I feel like there's a difference between a single movie, like disregarding the ending of a movie mm-hmm. and disregarding a sequel you don't like. I feel like there's a difference there. Why? I don't know. It's just easier, I guess. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I mean, because you're getting rid of, you know, you could always say, well, that movie doesn't exist because it doesn't affect the first one. But the ending of a movie sure as hell affects it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. So I've got two other things uh-huh. to talk about. Um, n- number number one is really short. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's an announcement. Uh, and it's about Sharknado 5. <laughs> is the announcement that Sharknado 5 is happening? It's, it's happening. Um, the... the <clears throat> The name has been announced and a little bit of the synopsis, but also some of the uh, um, celebrity cameos. Mm-hmm. But the main thing is that it's called Sharknado 5 Global Swarming. And uh, it says, make America bait again. That's their slogan. Uh, well, <laughs> I didn't really see Sharknado getting political, but OK, it's weird. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, let's also talk about the elephant in the room that uh, Sharknado Five shouldn't be happening. Like I, we quit covering after three, right? We didn't cover four. We did not cover four. Do you wish we had? Yeah, kinda. Really? But then again, I completely forgot about it. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I, I got you. <clears throat> Gosh, dog. <laughs> Fab Fabio's in it. Yeah. Um. And he's the Pope. He's the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> uh well that sucks i i really like i don't have it in me to watch sharknadoes anymore like yeah, i don't i mean i i just don't the novelty kind of wore off like quickly mm-hmm. but uh you know speaking of which things novelties that did not wear off awesome segue um <laughs> uh, we got feedback on our last episode and it's been a, a listener suggestion. Mr. Robin Maloney said that uh, oh, yeah. we should cover a lot more. Uh, sad, or what were those after school specials? 
Yeah, well, I mean, there's like 19 seasons of them. <laughs> yeah, we could do a at least 19 season podcast. At right, least. And, <laughs> yeah, and then we can, oh, is it get better upon a second viewing and start over again? <laughs> like, oh, God. No, 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 no. Let's do each each episode twice. Mm-hmm. You know, like do do each one twice back to back episodes so you can see right away if the second in- viewing pays off. <laughs> it's just like, nope, listen to last week. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you see that uh, TNT? OK, so M. Night Shyamalan was going to do Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to talk about. Uh, OK, well, go ahead. <laughs> it's dead. Tales from the Crypt reboot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. There's no more Tales from the Crypt reboot. Yeah. Yeah. Legal troubles. <clears throat> yeah. Which sucks. Yeah, that does suck. Um I mean, but then the, it, it also begs well, the the counter or the question was, well, why don't they just call it something else? But then the counter argument to that is like even all of the old uh Tales from the Crypt episodes and stuff were basically based on the EC comics. Yeah. Well a and lot so, of them. I don't know. Yeah. That. No, not all of them, but there were a lot that were, and so now they can't do that. You either. know what's weird about a lot of those old EC comics? There's so many, so many stories of scorned lovers coming back to life. Like, have you ever noticed that? <laughs> like, and I'm not even talking about the series, but just the old EC comics. There's so many of them that it's just like, oh, you're back, ah. <laughs> you're a ghoul now you're a ghoul <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it's just it's just like um i don't know i mean i guess that's a trope it, it just doesn't seem to be as big now but whatever so well pretty light with the news this week. uh I, I saw that they're doing an inside remake uh did you ever see inside it's part of the i did do it no no? Okay. It was part of like these French, I forget what they even called them. It, during the mid 2000s, the French new horror wave of films that like uh, High Tension and Martyrs and all of that. They, uh, they called it uh, spooky French movies. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Um, no, <laughs> I like, believe was the technical term. <laughs> so spooky. Uh, <laughs> um. No, anyway, Inside was one that got a lot of buzz, but didn't quite uh, have the cult following that, you know, obviously High Tension or or Martyrs got. But Inside, honestly, might be my favorite of them. Anyway, it's getting a remake. And I don't know, like, it was such a brutal movie. What The story of that film was there is a woman who she's about to give birth, not like that night or anything. She's just in the end of her, her pregnancy. And so anyway, she starts getting terrorized by a lady, like trying to bust in her house and steal her baby from her. Mm -hmm. We've all been there. (laughs) Yeah. And so she's like, I want your baby, you know, or or whatever. Oh my God. Does she actually talk like that? (laughs) No, she talks in French. (laughs) 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 But anyway, it's really, really good. But yeah, it's odd that they're doing a remake because like, if it's anything like the Martyrs remake, it's kind of a bummer. Like the Martyrs remake just took the old one and kind of just neutered it, you know, like it took, mm-hmm. it's still violent, but it just wasn't like the original. And then this one is, doesn't appear to be super crazy. Like these films were over the top and unhinged and like, they were just nuts. And then now it's, they're getting these sanitized remakes and, and that I can't figure out if that's a bummer or if it's just, saying oh we really like the concept of these movies but uh you know we're trying to get it to a wider audience you know i mean okay so while we're on the subject of that Mm -hmm. do you think that's actually like that bad of a thing what (laughs) this is gonna go against probably what every single one of our listeners uh, thinks but do you think sanitized horror movies for a wider audience are really a bad thing because hear me out, hear me out. If nothing else, 
they are a gateway to like the better horror movies no and i get it i mean it would be different if they were like and we're burning all copies of the old one like okay yeah that's a horrible thing but yeah um i don't know i mean i think that you can have a plot that that plays that's basically kind of a sanitized type plot like honestly paranormal activity movies if they didn't have just a few f-words those would be pg-13 films like to me those Mm -hmm. are pretty sanitized films right yeah and not that martyrs or this are going to be even pg-13 they're still going to they're still violent as hell so i don't know it's just not there was this like that that french new wave just a few films that, that, spooky French movies. Yeah, the, of the old spooky French lot. <laughs> like, though, there was a few films that were just so over the top with realistic gore and shit that they were something of their own. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that you can remake it even if you wanted to make it as brutal or whatever. Like, I don't think, I think it was lightning in a bottle. And so on that level, I'm a, like not a fan of the this, but at... Mm-hmm. I, I get what you're saying as far as like, yeah, without like the monster squad and, and other like, you know, yeah, monster yeah, squad just, and critters and all uh, that shit. I don't know that I would have gotten as into horror films. So yeah, there has to be a gateway somewhere, but at the same time, it's like, do you have to take the old ones or couldn't you just make good new? Well, that's just because people are lazy. Yeah. Well, th- th- that's the other thing. And I think that that's why a lot of those films other than high tension didn't really play so well over here is because people are lazy and you're like, Oh shit, I have to read, you know, like um, Americans are lazy as shit, you know? Yeah. So I, and I've been there. Like if I'm, if I, especially like if I'm drinking or something, want to pop on a movie, like just to watch it. There's no way I'm going to pop on a foreign film whenever I'm like chilling about to go to sleep. You know? Like, uh, are you like, yeah, no, probably not. But, well, I mean, but no. I don't think that the prime of my movie watching is a after drinking or b going to sleep. Well, I do go to sleep a lot during movies, but anyway, uh, but I, I go to sleep like every day. What? You one of the humans? Um, okay. Well, I, I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> join us next week now you want to get in the reviews yeah all right well you want to do you want to do book first yeah let's talk jackpot we'll be right back you're in a zombie apocalypse you have one weapon and it's not a gun what is it like a scythe a car grenades like a flare gun maybe piranhas (laughs) bat a bat baseball bat Hands down, machete. It's obviously a lobo. <sighs> uh, loppers. Slingshot. <gasps> yeah. Like a ground-mounted slingshot that shoots bricks. Catch the seven deadly questions on The Basement on a Hill. Hear all new episodes every Tuesday. The Basement on a Hill. Horror and comedy for people who hate horror comedies. All right, we are back, and we're talking jackpot by... <laughs> let me pull up all the others Shane again. McKenzie, David Adam Caesar, David Bernstein, and Christopher Rupti. Yeah. All from right. Sinister Grin Press. Yeah, and it's it's from a couple years back. What was it, 2013, 2014? Somewhere in there? Um, um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, um, and so this book, is, it's about a psychopath using a extremely odd system to uh, get his lottery numbers. So, yeah. And, and honestly, that is the plot in a nutshell, right? Well, that's like the setup. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not, that's not as far into the book as I want to go. I'm just saying. <laughs> Like, uh, it, it starts with him winning the lottery at mm-hmm. the expense of some victims who he carved numbers in their heads. Yeah. And so from there, it, it goes on into this uh, seedy little underbelly of a small town. And yeah, pretty much. 
and do what? Oh, I was just going to say it's a lighthearted romp. <laughs> yeah. Um, this. <laughs> I wonder how often we say that. Lighthearted romp? Yeah, yeah, or just romp. <laughs> I don't it's know. A it's a great romp. word, though. Yeah, it is good. Um, and, yeah, so, all right, let's get into uh, nuts and bolts of this. There's four, okay. four authors, right? I could not tell any tone shifts whatsoever. Yeah, like it was I, the I, I most was seamless s- thing with multiple authors I've ever seen. I was going to say it almost felt like one person wrote, wrote it and they just had it editors. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I didn't realize that all four of them were credited as authors no. until I got to the end and oh, it really? was like about the authors. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes, especially like Brian Barr, you know, we talked about how Brian Barr's the head has multiple people, mm-hmm. and one was uh, edit, <clears throat> editing and, and art also credited yeah. on it. So it's not that abnormal. It's abnormal, but it's not unheard of uh, to have multiple people on the cover where there's one primary editor. But yeah, this apparently they all wrote it with zero yeah. breaks. Um, so I, I was very impressed about how seamless it was, um, as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, we do a lot of these, um, you know, a lot of what might be considered extreme horror, you know, yeah. on our, our podcast. I was, um, there were a few spots in this where I was like, wow, they're going that far, you know? Like, I, I- I'm glad you said that uh-huh. because, you know, because uh, I thought it was they're... only for pussies and it wasn't brutal <laughs> enough for me. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> um, no, but I agree. There were some parts that were just like, OK, like this is <laughs> this is where we're going, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but that being said, though, the majority of the book isn't that bad. No, y- you know what I mean? It's like it bookends it. But a lot of the middle, except for like one scene or so, isn't that like in that bad at all? Isn't that brutal or anything? But the parts that are are really brutal. Yeah. 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 It, it was nuts. Um Yeah, I, I, I that so that was one thing that took me back. The other thing was Kind of like, uh, just like hell, this was so easy to read in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, what, 140 pages or something? So it was a little longer than just like hell. But, damn, the pacing was locked tight as hell on this. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I loved about it, and this, I guess this really isn't going too far, but there was there was zero filler. So like every character that you meet is going to play heavily into the plot. It, and I love there, that. There was a lot of parts that I thought were filler and then turned out to not be. <laughs> yeah. Like, like basically and, and, the beginning of Tanya's plot line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and um, there was also a lot of little tiny details put into the book mm-hmm. that paid off later. Mm-hmm. That was uh very uh that made me happy it kind of reminded me the vibe of it kind of reminded me of uh what was that uh header by edward lee yeah like it's this small town and seedy shit is going on which i mean i guess they don't really talk about the town itself that much but i assume Mm -hmm. that it's a small town (laughs) you know because there really wasn't much going on it, it was it was texas yeah I guess that's why. <laughs> well, I mean, it was it was um, outside of Austin, I guess, because the um, lawyer guy uh, yeah. flew into uh, into the Austin airport. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, so, but it was a little town because the Four Seasons that was around still had the, like a deer head in it and stuff (laughs) yeah Yeah. um i'll say that the other thing that uh now this kind of pulls back from nuts and bolts but back into plot one thing that i really really liked okay so it starts brutal it dips and it gets brutal at the end right yeah and just things in general 
my novels about fictional serial killers and stuff, generally, other than brutality, they don't have a lot of creepiness to me. I don't know why it doesn't creep me out. It's just like, oh, that kind of goes far, right? Mm -hmm. The end of this, the way they ramped it up and left so many surprises at the end about his house and and all yeah. of that and just him in general like you know from the beginning of the book that he's a psychopath and that he's killing people and like shit is dark very quick but the way they make him so much darker at the end mm-hmm. awesome like it totally was awesome it, instead of being like oh, okay this is a good story but it's not creepy it gets I mean, I wasn't shivering or anything. I'm not going to say I was shivering, okay? But it... It it was just cold in my apartment. (laughs) Also, I have an apartment now. Yeah, that's your your book reading apartment. (laughs) It's above your garage. Oh my god, me me and my wife were talking the other day that the subdivision across 96 from us, they all have garage apartments. Mm Mm-hmm. I've never wanted a garage apartment more in my life than any time we drive past them. Like, so it's it's a literally it's a keeping up with the Joneses type situation. No, no. it's like the neighbor has a garage apartment, so you want one too. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But no, like every time I see it, I'm like, I would do so much cool shit. Like this room <laughs> would be in that garage apartment. You know, like, I mean, you already have like your own like separate room and then like another room with a projector in it why do you need a garage apartment (laughs) i think yeah i I never thought about it that way yeah i don't use that projector nearly enough but back to the plot uh, of the book anyway um yeah it it, it was good well okay so to to me it was okay and this is not a detraction from it at the end, whenever you, you know you're talking about it being ramped up, almost felt like cartoon supervillain. <laughs> like at the end of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and and I kind of loved it because of that. Like it, it got ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but in a in a in a great way. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It it was entertaining to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> like the pyramid and all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I got you. It, it was really just an entertaining read. Like very yeah. entertaining. I, I was I, uh, completely entertained the entire time. I, it took two two and a half hours, something like that, and, and I just was very very happy with it like i don't know i will say all right so that's all the good stuff the bad stuff i hated it no i'm just kidding (laughs) no uh the bad stuff uh it appears the very last sentence of the book pissed me off very bad that it, it it looks like it was going to be like you know a series yeah and and it didn't need to be, nor did I don't think it became one. So, but I mean, it was a good standalone tale. But the fact that it, it's just the end of the Mario, you know, Super Mario Brothers movie. Like, did you fa- know that there was a deleted scene at the end of that movie? No. Or not a deleted scene, a post credits scene? Wait, that made it in the film? And we just yeah. missed it? Oh, what happened? And we missed it. Um,. <clears throat> The the Koopa brothers are like selling their story to like some uh, director or something like that. Huh. Well, that's yeah. interesting. And so, is it though? So they <laughs> wait. So that was supposedly sold, or, or that was from the Koopa's point of view. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you would have well, thought they'd try to make them look a little better. Well, they're dumbs. Yeah. So dumbs. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> They're a bunch of dumbs. Uh, all right. Yeah, but the end of this, I felt like the end of Super Mario Brothers. Like, ah, oh, I'm never getting. I'm never gonna get the full story. God, I w- wish like they should do a remake right now, or not a remake, like a sequel to Super Mario Brothers now. 
Hayward and she still well, Bob yeah. Hoskins died. Yeah, and John. Leguizamo it could just be. It just... could just be present day John Leguizamo doing it on his own because Mario's dead. <laughs> That's a dark beginning to a Mario movie. Like Mario's dead. Like, <laughs> oh, oh God. Yeah. You know, I was always bummed that they didn't have Toadstool in that movie. Well, that was who um, Mojo Nixon was supposed to be. He was he was Toad. No, I meant who the hell am I thinking of? Wasn't there Princess Toad? Princess Toadstool was now they call her Princess Peach. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but no, she was the the main girl in this was Daisy. Although they they kind of merged the characters, but Daisy was from Super Mario Land for the game. <laughs> so far away from the book review. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. So what do you got? Um, <laughs> I just totally lost my train of thought now. Now I'm just thinking about like, Yoshi and Dennis Hopper. <laughs> okay. Um, so, all right. I can see where the ending, you know, pissed you off. I can see that. But to me, because it had gone so far off the deep end, you know, by that point, it mm-hmm. didn't throw me off anymore because in a way it had almost turned into like a horror comedy. Right. Really? Um, you felt like it went into comedy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. okay. it, it, not like, Oh, ha ha ha. That's hilarious. But like just absurdity level had ramped up. Uh-huh. And so it didn't really feel like that out of place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. And, and so, it didn't it didn't piss me off as much. Um, I think I actually laughed when I saw it because I was like, really? <laughs> There's no reason to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. There was a there was a lot of things that I liked about it. Uh, you know, I, I like the fact that they made a call out to H.H. Holmes, that that guy, mm-hmm. um, because that that's his goal in life after he wins the lottery is to have a murder house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was why he developed the system, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, the guy had goals. He stuck with them. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little admirable, but, uh, you've heard of that HH Holmes guy, right? Yeah. He had the house, the maze house. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's basically saw two. Yeah, <laughs> which is my favorite song film. film. It's a good one. <laughs> I've seen that one in number one. <laughs> <laughs> you never saw them after that. Oh god, they uh, get no. weird. They get just yeah. not cool. Like because you know he dies in two, right? Does he yeah. die in two? Well, after that, like he's blackmailing people from beyond the dead so that they'll yeah. pick up his legacy. Anyway, it's really shitty. Anyway, go go ahead. <laughs> um, there's actually like a documentary on that guy, not the guy from Saw. That'd yeah, be weird. Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> yeah, on uh, Netflix, I think, right? Yeah. But anyway, um, so I don't know. I I liked it a lot. I thought it was fun. <laughs> In quotation marks. Uh, no, it was it was like you said, really. Um, brutal and kind of disturbing at parts, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it was really well written. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a there's a little throwaway line that really struck me that um, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm gonna, not going to give away the reveal or whatever. Mm-hmm. But whenever the cop is talking to Tanya. And it's just like a quick little mention of how her trunk wouldn't latch, Mm -hmm. you know, and then that comes around to be like kind of a a big deal later, (laughs) like sort of Um, like I thought that was really like brilliant, you know, that there is these little touches that you're just like, why on earth would you even mention that? And then they have payoff. And so, I don't know. I thought I think it was really well done. Um, if I had to give it a rating, I'd probably say four. Yeah, 
And that's exactly where I'm sitting. Like a oh. solid four. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I will say, whereas you were highlighting those little touches that pay off, uh, uh-huh. I, I was just looking back at what I highlight, um, and it was just the you know the inside of the uh, hotel, and it's like you know the head of a ten point buck hanging above the fireplace, and a cowhide covering the expensive Chase lounges, fucking Texas, <laughs> like I love that, <laughs> and so that, and then. Uh, they were talking about uh, the guy after Hamid or Hamid or Hamid. I don't know since I read it and didn't hear it. <laughs> but anyway, after he went missing, uh, this dude was uh, there was someone else that was working the the shop, yeah. and he was talking about how it was scabbed. You know, like the guy was messing with the scabs and stuff. And it said, "Will that be everything?" Scabby said, <laughs> "Like." <laughs> That made me laugh so hard, just like <laughs> calling him scabby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll say four. It was very entertaining. I, I enjoyed the hell out of this book. Um, you know, I, I've i talked on, on end about how I love shorter books. Um, and this was the perfect length because it wasn't like, whereas just like hell might have been a little too short. Um, this was like perfect, perfect, uh, length. You told your story, there was no filler and you don't feel Mm -hmm. like you wasted any time because everything led to the payoff. Uh, I really enjoyed it and I'm very, very surprised at four authors and one consistent tone and styles. So anyway, yeah, that's crazy. Cause like sometimes you see it where multiple authors, kind of trade off and it's for like a narrative reason, you know, and that makes sense. Um, but this was seamless. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is maybe each of them introduced sets of characters, you Mm -hmm. know, and they wrote because everything was written third person, but from that person's point of view. Yeah. So So you're thinking maybe somebody was Booker. Yeah. And maybe someone was Frank. Yeah. And that's why until the end, like, those chapters kind of led up all separately, you know, led up towards mm-hmm. something big. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I really, really, I could see that. I enjoyed it. It was worth, uh, worth the, what was it? 99 or two, two ninety nine, buck ninety nine. Uh, yeah. It was like a buck 99 whenever I got it. Yeah. Well, I've had it for a long I time. Think it- I'd read it. I, not the whole thing. I'd read at it a long time ago and then remembered that <laughs> you, I owned you it. read it another book. No, I read at <laughs> like, Forty percent. Good night, moon. <laughs> I read evidently a lot more than I thought uh, because I, it was like forty percent. Whenever new things started happening, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. oh my god. But yeah. So anyway, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Check it out. We'll be back with our review of Shrunken Heads. Two versus three, nerds with beers and opinions. A podcast on the BE Network, hosted by Cody O, Kyle Hodge, and Greg Moser. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Episodes available at iTunes, Stitcher, and <laughs> Episodes available at the B and E Network. <laughs> <laughs> episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher. <laughs> <laughs> And Giggle Fits. Alright, we're back. Available we are iTunes, talking Stitcher, Shrunken Heads. Alright. The nineteen ninety four classic <laughs> Shrunken Heads. Yeah, from Full Moon Entertainment. Um this is their first theatrical release. Was it? Wow. Yeah. That that explains so much because this actually like the production quality is so much better than a lot of full moon <laughs> movies. <laughs> What? Uh, it's just it's like, oh, that makes sense. It had the biggest budget. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Now, why would you hedge your bets on a on a film that revolves not only revolves revels in the fact that it's based on child death? You know, like oh, oh okay. <laughs> so let's let's explain 
what this movie is about. Okay. <laughs> because this might be one of the weirdest movies yeah. just situational wise that I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, okay. I I will say I've seen this. Uh, this was okay. I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast. I think we have, but a video store went out of business while I was in college. And this really pushed me a lot further into horror than I was. Like I always rented a lot of horror movies, but video store goes out of business, start selling their tapes for a dollar to only people they knew. And I end up spending fucking $400 on videotapes. Do you remember all this? I do. 400 bucks. I didn't bucks. know it was that much. Yeah, I, I bought 400 videotapes. Almost like, a ton of their horror films. Like between me and my dad. And my dad, uh, we've always said we'd get him on the show. It, basically, he's just like me. <laughs> In terms of yeah. what so, he likes. Well, we haven't because it'd be boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like in terms of what he likes... It, and so, yeah, we we cleaned out a lot of their uh, horror films. This happened to be one of them and blew my mind. But I'm pretty positive that my VCR like ate the tape or something because <laughs> I only saw it. Uh, I've only seen it like twice before now. And it's been well over a decade since I've seen it. But yeah, so I knew this movie was going to be bizarre, but so crazy how bizarre this film <laughs> is. Yeah, it's like OMC levels of bizarre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, so, okay. There's these kids, mm-hmm. right? Um, Tommy and the other one. <laughs> I don't remember that kid's name. <laughs> I don't remember any of the kids' names. I, I do... remember Tommy and Freddie. Uh huh. And then they had. Well, Tommy had like his. Who was the new kid? Freddie. Oh, okay. He, Tommy's Tommy had a uh, semi pudgy um, friend who who always ate jelly beans. Yeah, I don't remember his name. and the kid like looked like he should be a lot fatter than he was, right? Like- yeah, <laughs> he looked dense. <laughs> but but anyway, Why so are we even talking about that? I don't know. Well, there was a different standard back then um, for <laughs> childhood obesity. <laughs> it was a lot thinner than it is now, right? Yeah, like go back and watch Goonies and Chunk is not that fat. Brian, you are <laughs> fat shaming. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> but he, everyone called him fat and stuff in that movie and he wasn't really, you know. Anyway, so fat shaming aside, um Tommy and his friend uh are constantly being beat up by these bullies, right, who were basically a 50s greaser gang. Yeah. Right? They were like you could tell whoever wrote this grew up in the fifties. Yeah. Right. Um, or at least was influenced heavily by that kind of film. Oh my God. What? Okay. So I was watching this movie and at the beginning, um, I was like, uh, they have the opening credits. Oh, did you? And I was, and, and I was like, holy shit, this, this music is really good. I was like, it almost sounds like Danny Elfman. I was like, this sounds like good Danny Elfman, right? And I was like, I wonder who did the music to this, right? And um, <laughs> so uh, I, you know, we watch the credits or whatever, and it says um, uh, music, um, Charles Band or whatever, right? Yeah, that's... Richard Band. Richard Band. Uh, And then I was like, oh, well, that's weird. I got to look into this guy and see what else he's written. Right. But then it said main title theme by Danny Elfman. (laughs) And I was like, okay, that makes more sense. But uh, how they got that. Yeah. Is that what you're Uh, laughing at? Yeah, that's why I was laughing at. Apparently, (laughs) Danny Elfman's brother directed this. (laughs) So, yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, it definitely blew my mind until just now. Uh, and 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 that makes a lot of sense too, because he was also in Oingo Boingo at the beginning, whenever they were like a weird performance art band. Mm-hmm. Um, so that explains why this movie is so ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, so these kids are—they're uh, terrorized by a greaser gang. 
by 50s gracer gang and then they run into a new kid in town who also gets uh terrorized by a gracer gang <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and they become instant friends this entire town seems to revolve around this newsstand yeah am i right well no i think it's more of the kid's life revolves around that newsstand <laughs> why <laughs> because that's where they get their comics i get that but you know where i get my comics well i mean i guess not okay comics. the internet wasn't there in 94 <laughs> no i'm just saying like it it okay we I hung out to at the video stores a lot right yeah. growing up mm-hmm. didn't yeah. mean that a lot of those people liked us i guess the dude at midway video liked us so the the kids decide one day tommy decides that they're no longer going to stand for this greaser gang like beating him up right mm-hmm. and so they decide to take matters in their own hands and they tape them like i don't know uh, taking apart somebody's car, right? Which is apparently a felony, <laughs> which I didn't know that. But well, anyway, felony theft is like anything over like 50 oh, yeah. bucks. Oh yeah. So I guess it makes sense. Um, so they tape them and then th- these cops roll up on, on them and they're like, Oh, well we didn't do anything officer. And then Tommy comes out of the shadows with his, with his camcorder. And he's like, look at this in front of the guys. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That kid's thirst for like getting this greaser gang, which I understand the greaser gang terrorized him, but really all they did was just like, what's up shithead. Y'all suck. Like that, that level of terrorizing. Right. Yeah. And maybe, maybe a little punch or shove every once in a while. We've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) We've all been terrorized by grease rejects. No, but I mean, like, you know, there were people that uh, I've had that same level of treatment from people. Would I? Well, I didn't follow them around with camcorders hoping to catch something, you know, like I I think Tommy also had the hots for Vinny's girl. Yeah, 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 he did. But still, so. They decide, you know, he films it instead of waiting and then giving that evidence to the police covertly. He's he's like, you know, ha, got you on tape. And they're like, we're going to be out in two hours and we're going to kill you. And he's yeah. Like, yeah. And he's he did like, not think that through. No. And his friends were like, especially the new kid. I felt so bad for him. Yeah. He got roped into it. Yeah. He met these people. They were like, you like comics? And he's like, hell yeah, I like comics. Cool. No, Let- no, no. He was like, no. Oh yeah, I've yeah. never read comics before, yeah, never and they make him buy comics <laughs> so that they can read his comics that he buys. And yeah. then it's like, and not only that, but they make him buy this comic that was in the '90s. It's a DC Comics, and it was like Bloodlines, and that was like the most confusing thing ever for like a new reader <laughs> because the whole thing was just adding new characters. Okay, right. And so, yeah, anyway, uh, jerks. One, one thing I hated about uh, about their comics were was the comic talk. And they're like, you know. Like that that I just did? No, but they, <laughs> no, like, I mean, we know a lot of, you know, I'm usually not the person to talk in depth about comics because yeah. I randomly follow odd little comics. I don't know anything about like comic comics. Right. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. like I've hung around y'all enough to know that the conversation for comics is not like, you know, you read a new comic and you're like, man, green lantern's the best guy ever. Yeah. No, you don't do that. I mean, and if you did, you'd be like, check out this shit that he did on, you know, you'd be like talking about the, the plot line, not the character. And then the other guy's like, I don't know, man. What was it? Crypto's the best. He's like, Crypto's a dog. Yeah. Freaking crypto. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? Anyway. All right, go ahead. No, no. What were you going to say? No, I'm I'm just looking at this. Go go ahead. (laughs) All right. So, it turns out Vinny and the boys, who are called the Vipers, by the way, um, are, are fronted or backed up, I guess by a uh gangster called big mo right played by meg foster yes um and so she's like well you know we need to take care of these kids or whatever and um long story short they get kidnapped right taken to big mo they escape 
but with big mo's like gambling slips yeah okay if a gangster held you hostage and did that shit but it looked like you were gonna get out which you know they weren't that violent it It was kind of like think about what you did you know yeah they really like this tommy kid i would not have let him be our leader (laughs) (laughs) you know like that we had a leader (laughs) (laughs) no but i'm just saying no he's not good he, he's no Sean Austin. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what he was thinking because it literally was just like, all right, yeah, let's go get killed. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because he was just like, oh, nothing bad can happen if I take it. You know, they're going to have to respect us if I take all of their gambling slips. So uh, they call a hit out on Tommy and the rest of the boys and gun them down like brutally in the streets. Right. Yeah. yeah they got and him. No one's no one says a word mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, apparently they were a lot smarter than Tommy and uh, their, their newspaper stand friend um, turns out Sumatra. to be, turns out to be a uh, Haitian voodoo doctor. <laughs> Yeah, and it was sort of voodoo, but it was also sort of uh, Rastafarian because he kept talking about yeah. Haile Selassie. I, I was like, yeah, I, I I caught that too, and it was very strange because I don't think he has anything to do with voodoo. No, I know. <laughs> Haile Selassie, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's just Rastafarian. Yeah. But, uh, anyway. anyway. Yeah. Um yeah, so he he sneaks into the mortuary after they're dead, and uh, cuts off their heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he like cuts off do. these children's heads, takes them, <laughs> and in a uh, you know in, in a little case back to his condo, starts boiling <laughs> their heads for days, and then throws a dead cat in there with it for seasoning, and then it brings them back to life. Yeah. And they are alive only there. He basically, he says that he captures their wandering souls uh, and gives them a purpose. And their purpose is just to seek vengeance so that they'll find yeah. peace and die. Once they seek vengeance is the point of the movie, right? No, he said that the more they seek vengeance, the less humanity they'll have. Yeah. 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 But I mean, and, and toward the end of the film, he said, you know, uh, you know they're at peace or some shit anyway whatever i don't know the guy changes the story a lot <laughs> he does I don't, you know i don't I, really trust him i don't either i don't trust anyone that abducts kids and cuts their <laughs> abducts corpses he abduct, <laughs> no he just abducted part of it <laughs> yeah okay yeah i don't trust anyone that cuts the heads off corpses and reanimates them i mean call me old-fashioned but that's just me <laughs> but what if they just cut the corp the heads off they don't reanimate yeah, yeah. Just like uh, you'll be a good uh, cup holder. <laughs> Just making mugs out of human skulls and stuff. Yeah. Um. So that happens. So, all right. yeah. At this point, honestly, we're like twenty minutes into the movie. Uh, we are forty <laughs> minutes into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like 20 due to amazing pacing. Great cast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll say that. Okay. As far as child actor movies, these guys weren't that bad. No, I, I, Tommy's posture annoyed me the whole time though. Yeah. Where he's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. You, no one can see that except for me. I know, but is it good? Yeah. It's, it's pretty spot on. <laughs> actually. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. Tommy. Where's Craig? <laughs> Okay, uh, so so can we can we talk for a second about the random assortment of superpowers these shrunken heads get? Yes, uh, that's they, where they, I was hoping we were going. Okay, they get the ability to fly. That's cool. Whatever. Tommy gets these sweet ass electric powers, <laughs> right? Where he can just shoot lightning from his head or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, the the pudgier the the pudgier kid um, is a vampire. Well, he has vampire teeth, but that so makes sense because he was hungry. Remember? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. so hungry, and they're like, "Damn, even in death, <laughs> yeah. you're fat." You know? Yeah. So, like they so were... he eats things, kind of, <laughs> or like bites people's necks and drinks their blood, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then the new kid, Freddy, who who um, let's let's go ahead and point this out for a second, is African American, mm-hmm. <laughs> gains the ability to 
pull out a switchblade from his mouth. <laughs> yeah, like he got shafted. A, That's his because superpower. He moved there with these people that got him killed immediately. Yeah. And it was like day two. Even in death, he, he's looking around with all their cool powers, and he's got a switchblade. Like, come on. And so, but, I don't know. I would rather have the switchblade than the teeth. Because think yeah. about how many sweet throats he rips. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's got, he's, he's got to have the highest kill count in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so he just flies around. Literally, it just looks like someone throws a fake head at somebody, and then it goes to a close-up, and their throats are slit. And so then they reanimate the corpses of the people that they kill. This is the best thing I've ever seen. They reanimate them to like pick up trash and help the scene. Yeah. It's zombies. They, everyone they kill reanimates. And picks up trash and takes graffiti off the walls. Okay. I will say that the unsung sad <laughs> victim of the entire film is the Sally girl. The uh, who <laughs> Sally is the bad guy's the Viper Gang's leader's girlfriend Vinny. that also Yeah, Vinny's girlfriend and she also likes what's his face? Stanley Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she also likes Tommy. And so it really seems like she makes a she makes a, a real quick uh, comment that her parents were fighting and she had nowhere to go. Right. But it really seems like she's bouncing around desperately seeking permanence because she <laughs> goes she goes to this, you know, this obviously like just evil gangster dude. And like, oh, please take me in, you know, and he's like, I kind of just want to have sex with you. And she's like, I don't have sex. I'm a good girl. And then she goes to the other guy before his head's cut off and she's like, you know, I've always liked you and all this stuff. And, and, and then, you know, his head's cut off. So, you know, he's kind of out of the picture, but then she just starts pounding around with Mr. Uh, what was his name? Mr. Sumatra. Mr. Sumatra, like pounding yeah, okay. around. There, there was a part in there. And let me bring up my notes real quick. That threw me off completely because it, it, it made it seem like that, her and Sumatra were like besties because she, she asked him at one point why he didn't warn her about Vinny a year ago. No, no, no. Oh, hold on. Hold on. That, that confused me too. But I think what happened there is we're supposed to believe that it's been a year since the kids have died. And Mr. Sumatra knew. Yeah, I do think that. I think he was keeping, like, they were, like, flying all over town, ripping throats and and eating people for a year, dude. (laughs) No. Yeah, I I think so. Because that also makes sense for, like, why she was like, I visited your grave, Uh, which uh, we got to get into this scene. So (laughs) she she goes up to Tommy's grave and she's like, you know, I, I never had the courage to tell you that I loved you and all this stuff. And like, but I have, you know, I, you know, you've been there since we were kids, which evidently, I guess that's the thing. Like it hadn't told us until that point, but you know, I've known you since we were kids and, uh, you know, I, I love you. And all of a sudden his floating ass head appears and he's like, I love you too. And she's like, Oh my God. And so then he, he head zaps her with his powers to, yeah. to give her all the memories of the, you know, her boyfriend killing them and stuff. Yeah. Yet another cool power that he gets. But see, she mentions that she's visited his grave a bunch. I mean, so I do think that it's been a year, dude. Oh no, that's crazy. But anyway, so where this scene gets bizarre <laughs> is he's like, she's like, I wish I could hold you. And he's like, I can do something. <laughs> <laughs> and he just flies up her shirt and then flies away smiling. <laughs> what and she's like oh tommy don't go but like what did he just do you know (laughs) did that blow your mind too yeah yeah it did (laughs) yeah i mean the it was it was ridiculous (laughs) this was bizarre also it seemed like he was like 
I don't know, in sixth grade and she was like in high school. Didn't it seem yeah. that way? Because she yeah. was supposed to be 16. No way were those little kids 16. No, Unless, they were like 14 tops. Yeah, I don't know. But So, um, I was looking through my notes here and uh, we've covered most of it automatically. But like, all right, until about 30 minutes in, right, uh, when there was the first F word, mm-hmm. I really thought this was like a PG-13. Oh, yeah. And, cause it, but it, it was basically like like a shitty version of the Goonies. <laughs> <until then. laughs> yeah, like that had no real good characters. They were all like goody good shit, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, no, number two, this movie was nominated for a Saturn Award. Really? Yeah. Must have been a slow year. And then for some reason in my notes, I just have a a big all caps like ha 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 ha. <laughs> I don't remember what I was laughing at. <laughs> but, um uh oh, it might have been at the end when there's a second scene of him going up her skirt or, or up her shirt. Yeah. What was like, she, she was like, you know, I miss you. And then just unbuttons her shirt and he lays yeah. her, his head on her chest, just lays it down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Now I will say the only version you can purchase right now has Elvira on it. And I wanted to break out the VHS and see if I could tape that. Cause I, I still have the tape. <laughs> I wanted to see if I could just tape it and make it work. And I was like, oh, God, I'll just buy it. like, Because it's like five bucks or something. Like, it wasn't expensive. So Elvira, it, this is like presented by Elvira. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. She, It's just going to show her in the beginning. No, she pops in like Mystery Science Theater style, but never says anything funny. She just detracts from the movie. Okay, you know the point where he's explaining that, like, he's explaining to her uh, after he zaps her in the cemetery. He's explaining why they're doing what they're doing and that they're motivated by by vengeance and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Elvira literally goes into the into the frame right thing and just goes blah 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 like over talks like where I had to like turn it up and really pay attention, read lips, <laughs> like to try to see what he was saying. The actual plot. Yeah, the actual plot. And the other thing is Elvira, it's not that she's constantly in it, so it's not like it's mystery science theater. She pops in like I would say 15 times through the movie. Mm-hmm. And just detracts from it. Like, it's terrible as far as that aspect. But because it wasn't so often, it really didn't affect it. Like, the other part was whenever they're boiling the heads, like, she pops in with a spoon and starts pretending <laughs> to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> and funny. stuff like that. But, like, and the first time they fly all over town, her head is in there with them. And the end where their heads fly at the screen, and she's there too. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, this is a bizarre film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, spoiler alert. Like, we're going to talk about this movie. And uh, <laughs> we just Ooh. never have gotten the right uh, spoiler alerts. You know, we've never really used it right. Yeah. Remember when we were going to start that band? Yeah. Like, just Ramon-style songs and sing about brand new plots to movies. Yeah. Call it spoiler alert. Uh, the spoilers would have been better. Nah, spoiler alert. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, do you, <laughs> do you have a lot more to say about this? Like, um, no. <laughs> like, th- this this might have been one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. Okay, you say that. I say this kind of hits my wheelhouse for everything I love in horror movies. Oh, I didn't say I didn't like it. <laughs> like, I. I I'm only not giving it a perfect score because I know that I shouldn't. <laughs> I know it's a terrible film, but this is like so good for me. Like I enjoyed the shit out of this film. Like it's so over the top, so bad. This is what like absolutely what I wanted. You know, whenever I wrote like Pillow Fright, I wrote uh-huh. it after seeing this. It wasn't the that insp- makes so much sense. That wasn't like the inspiration for it, but that these were like because we bought so many of these like films like this. You know, this is the type of style that like yeah. I wanted it, to create, where it's like it's rated R, but there's an element of like 
not rated R, you know? It's not like mm-hmm. pushing any boundaries. It's anyway. No, I mean, because it, 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 I think it might have been rated R for like language more than anything. Well, all those throat slashings. Yeah, but they weren't like super graphic. No, but I think you can only slash uh, maybe a few throats in, in a film yeah. before they're going to give you an R rating. <laughs> like he was slashing and slashing. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, this is one of the best full moon things I've ever seen. And I was kind of worried that it wouldn't hold up. And now it, it was exactly where I thought it was. I'm honestly going to give it a three and a half. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like I, I understand that if you're looking, if you're a real critic of a of film, this is honestly, it deserves like a two, but we're if not, even. we're not, <laughs> we're horror movie fans and B movie fans. And this, by that metric, I'm going to say a fair rating is a three and a half because it's better than the most. It's still not a good film. <laughs> <laughs> But, oh my God. But, so I want to say five. And, <laughs> well, I want to say five because I love it. I know it's not a good film, so I'm splitting the difference. Three and a half. What do you think? I think three and a half is pretty much spot on. I would like, say. Oh, go ahead. I mean, I'm sorry. You, you can't go into this thinking it's going to be a serious horror movie. What? You weren't <laughs> scared? <laughs> but it's. It's so ridiculous that it's really entertaining. Yeah. Um, I, I like it like so, so much. So, all right. Well, I guess next week or in two weeks on the next episode, we'll be covering some other stuff. <laughs> yeah, usually. Yeah. Well, I, I'm good if you are. Yeah, I'm good. All right. We'll see you on two weeks.